No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today, we see where Assyrians invade Judah and threaten Jerusalem. So Hezekiah fortifies the city. But when the Assyrians blaspheme the Lord, they get more than they ever anticipated. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Darrell continues in 2 Chronicles chapter 32 on Simply the Bible. Whether or not we like to accept it, bad things do happen to good people. In everything King Hezekiah of Judah undertook, he sought God, obeyed his commandments, and worked wholeheartedly. Nevertheless, the Assyrians advanced against Judah. According to the Assyrian records, King Sennacherib's army took 46 fortified cities in Judah before settling in Lachish, which was 30 miles southwest of Jerusalem. This became their base camp where they formed their strategy to lay siege against Jerusalem. We continue today in 2 Chronicles chapter 32. After these deeds of faithfulness, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came and entered Judah. He encamped against the fortified cities, thinking to win them over to himself. The Assyrian army numbered nearly 200,000. They had conquered Syria, the northern kingdom of Israel, and many other nations. They were known for their intense cruelty. They would mutilate and disfigure the people they conquered. Then they would deport them by small groups into various areas of the Assyrian Empire, demoralizing them. This was a formidable threat to Jerusalem. And when Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib had come and that his purpose was to make war against Jerusalem, he consulted with his leaders and commanders to stop the water from the springs which were outside the city, and they helped him. Thus, many people gathered together who stopped all the springs and the brook that ran through the land, saying, Why should the kings of Assyria come and find much water? Hezekiah wisely prepared for this attack. Some people have faith, but they're not always practical. But God wants us to do our part. We pray for protection, but then we lock the doors. Proverbs 22.3 says, A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Knowing that the Assyrians were coming, Hezekiah didn't want them to have a supply of water. So he covered the Gihon Spring, which was the water source of Jerusalem. And the Assyrians would have to transport their water from a great distance away. Hezekiah had dug a water tunnel through solid rock from the Gihon Spring to the Pool of Siloam. Thus, he was able to divert the water into the city. Now, today you can walk through this 1,700-foot tunnel. They would have plenty of water to drink during the siege. Then he strengthened himself, built up all the wall that was broken, raised it up to the towers, and built another wall outside. Also, he repaired the millow in the city of David and made weapons and shields in abundance. Hezekiah built up the walls, built a second wall outside the main wall, 
and repaired the millow, which consisted of a retaining wall and leveled filling that fortified the exterior walls. He also raised up the towers, giving them a better strategic advantage in shooting arrows down upon the heads of the enemy. Hezekiah did everything he could to wholeheartedly prepare for war. He would have no doubt believed in the saying, do your best and trust God with the rest. Then he set military captains over the people, gathered them together to him in the open square of the city gate and gave them encouragement, saying, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid nor dismayed before the king of Assyria, nor before all the multitude that is with him, for there are more with us than with him. With him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people were strengthened by the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. You know, one of the best things we can do for others is to affirm and encourage them in the right way. Because Hezekiah had sought the Lord and obeyed his commandments, he had confidence that God was with them. True, the Assyrians had a very great army, but they only had the arm of flesh. Judah had the Lord. We must remember that God and any person or group of people is a majority. If God is for us, then what difference does it make who is against us? When the people heard these encouraging words, their hearts were strengthened. And that is the value of a good, godly leader. After this, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, sent his servants to Jerusalem, but he and all the forces with him laid siege against Lachish, to Hezekiah, king of Judah, and to all Judah who were in Jerusalem, saying, Thus says Sennacherib, king of Assyria, in what do you trust that you remain under siege in Jerusalem? Sennacherib sent his field commander, who was no doubt trained in psychological warfare. A siege against the fortified city of Jerusalem would be expensive and time-consuming. Therefore, the Assyrians hoped to intimidate the people to surrender. The field commander uses several tactics that remind us of what Satan does to intimidate believers. He starts by calling into question the legitimacy of their trust. In what do you trust? Your king, your walls, your weapons? Does not Hezekiah persuade you to give yourselves over to die by famine and by thirst, saying, The Lord our God, will deliver us from the hand of the king of Assyria? He accuses Hezekiah of persuading them to die by starvation and thirst. Of course, he did not know that they had ample water supply. Has not the same Hezekiah taken away his high places and his altars and commanded Judah and Jerusalem, saying, You shall worship before one altar and burn incense on it? Next, he accuses Hezekiah of removing the high places and altars of the Lord God in whom the people trust. But in reality, King Hezekiah removed these pagan centers of worship because the Lord commanded that they were to worship only at the temple in Jerusalem. Do you not know what I and my fathers have done to all the peoples of other lands? 
Then he tries to intimidate them by pointing to all their military conquests. Were the gods of the nations of those lands in any way able to deliver their lands out of my hand? Who was there among all the gods of those nations that my fathers utterly destroyed that could deliver his people from my hand, that your God should be able to deliver you from my hand? Now, therefore, do not let Hezekiah deceive you or persuade you like this. And do not believe him, for no God of any nation or kingdom was able to deliver his people from my hand or the hand of my fathers. How much less will your God deliver you from my hand? Notice the repetition of my hand. Sennacherib and his field commander credited everything to themselves, not knowing that it was the Lord who was sovereign over nations. He claims that all the gods in whom the other nations trusted were powerless against the mighty Sennacherib. Of course, these gods were dead idols. But in saying these things, he also blasphemes the Lord. How much less will your God deliver you from my hand? How like Satan that is, who tries to get believers to think that God cannot or will not deliver them. Furthermore, his servants spoke against the Lord God and against his servant Hezekiah. He also wrote letters to revile the Lord God of Israel and to speak against him, saying, As the gods of the nations of other lands have not delivered their people from my hand, so the God of Hezekiah will not deliver his people from my hand. Then they called out with a loud voice in Hebrew to the people of Jerusalem who were on the wall to frighten them and trouble them that they might take the city. And they spoke against the God of Jerusalem as against the gods of the people of the earth, the work of men's hands. In this blasphemous boast, the field commander went too far, for he arrogantly presumed the Lord to be powerless against the Assyrians. He accused the Lord of being just like the lifeless gods of other nations. Now, because of this, King Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, prayed and cried out to heaven. Hezekiah does the right thing. He takes the matter to the prophet Isaiah, and the two of them cry out to the Lord. Bad things do happen to good people, but when they happen, what do we do? Do we spread the matter out before God in prayer and cry out to him? for his wisdom and deliverance? Then the Lord sent an angel who cut down every mighty man of valor, leader and captain in the camp of the king of Assyria. So he returned shamefaced to his own land. And when he had gone into the temple of his God, some of his own offspring struck him down with the sword there. This is truly an amazing story. And who among the Jews or Assyrians could have foreseen it? We are told in 2 Kings that one angel in one night killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. No nation could stand against this mighty Assyrian army, but God sent one angel and took it out in a night. This broke the back of Sennacherib's power. And soon Babylon would conquer the Assyrian Empire. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly 
above all we ask or think. Seeing what happened, Sennacherib returned home and remained at Nineveh, and later his sons struck him down with the sword. Thus the Lord saved Hezekiah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem from the hand of Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, and from the hand of all others, and guided them on every side. And many brought gifts to the Lord at Jerusalem and presents to Hezekiah, king of Judah, so that he was exalted in the sight of all nations thereafter. The kings of the other nations were very pleased that Hezekiah crushed Sennacherib. He was a continual nemesis. So they brought many gifts to the Lord and to Hezekiah so that he became very wealthy and honored among the nations. God proved himself to be the deliverer of his people. What the enemy intended for evil, God used for good. Just remember that when severe trouble strikes, we never need to fear. Rather, we should go to the Lord and lay out the problem before him, as Hezekiah did. We can trust in him. He may allow trouble to come for a season, but he will save us for his own namesake and for the sake of his beloved son, Jesus Christ, who purchased us for himself with his own blood. The zeal of the Lord of the armies of heaven will accomplish this. And God will use such difficult circumstances in your life to fortify your faith. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at daryl at calvarytv.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L at calvarytv.org. Tomorrow, we see where Hezekiah becomes ill, and God tells him that it will end in death. Hezekiah pleads to live, and God grants him 15 more years. But was it for the best? We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Chronicles on Simply the Bible.